Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. Welcome to Catholic Baltimore. I'm George Matisek, Digital Editor for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. For four decades, the Center for Pregnancy Concerns has provided women facing unplanned pregnancies the support they need to bring their babies into the world. Following the recent retirement of Carol Clues, the center's longtime director, Gina Rupert has taken over the leadership of the nonprofit organization. Rupert, a parishioner of Sacred Heart in Glendon, who previously worked for Catholic Charities, joins us today to talk about the work of the Center for Pregnancy Concerns and its plans to open a new location right next to a Planned Parenthood facility in downtown Baltimore. Here's our interview with Gina Rupert. Gina Rupert, thanks for being here on Catholic Baltimore. Thanks for having me. The Center for Pregnancy Concerns has been serving women in the Baltimore area for a long time. Could you tell us how it got started and what the mission is? Okay, the Center for Pregnancy Concerns was founded in 1980 for the purpose of providing women facing an unplanned pregnancy with a place to explore options in a non-threatening and comfortable environment. Um, Our mission is to protect the physical, emotional, and spiritual lives of women and their unborn children. Uh, I got started with CPC through my own church's Respect Life group. I belong to Sacred Heart Church in Glendon, and about a little over 15 years ago, I organized a baby bottle campaign with the school children there, and they continue to have an annual baby bottle campaign supporting CPC. Um, So that was really my first introduction to CPC. And who are the women who are served here? We serve mothers of children pre-birth to preschool. We serve women facing an unplanned pregnancy. We serve families who are facing hardships and need assistance in providing for their babies. And we serve moms looking for support in education with our Earn While You Learn and support with emotional stress and our peer counseling. And where are your locations? Uh, Where where do you have your centers? Um, Currently, we have four locations. We have a location in Essex. Um, It's right on Eastern Boulevard. We have a center in Arbutus on East Drive. Uh, We have a center located at St. Rita's in Dundalk on Dunlear Road and St. Anne's on 22nd Street in Baltimore City. We are um, also in the uh, works of opening a brand new center down on Howard Street, 328 Howard Street in the heart of the city. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in the second segment. That has an amazing history behind it. So what are some of the typical services you provide? The services that we offer to families, we have a 24-hour helpline, um, a number that uh, people can call and talk to one of our counselors and um, make an appointment at one of our centers. We offer pregnancy testing at no cost to the client. We offer sonograms at no cost to the client. We also offer material assistance. Um, That could be diapers, um, baby supplies, clothing. We uh, also have a long list of referral to community resources. So we we do try to help link women and families to resources that they can access that they may not have known they they could, um, insurance and other community-based resources. 
We also offer support to women who are suffering from the effects of an abortion. Uh, we refer them to Rachel's Vineyard um, to get that emotional and spiritual help that, they're, that they need. Um, we also have an Earn While You Learn educational program. And currently we are running classes um, anywhere from life skills, baby and toddler classes, we have a sewing class, which is awesome. They meet here in Essex. Uh, the women have a really good time learning how to sew. We have dedicated volunteers that teach these classes. Um, that we, we, we couldn't exist without our volunteers. I, I can't thank them enough for what they contribute to the community and to, and to these families that we work with. And we also have a Bible study. We have an English Bible study and a Spanish Bible study. So we're always certainly looking for volunteers who are bilingual. Roughly how many women do you serve a year? Um, last year, we served about 1,084 um, clients, so and quite a few. Yeah. And I think when we open our new center, that is going to jump. I've talked to a lot of women over the years who, who tell me about becoming suddenly pregnant, unexpectedly pregnant, and the pressure that they feel to, to turn to an abortion as, as a solution or a so-called solution. How common is that, and, and what is your advice for women who face that that situation? Well, I think that that scenario you described is pretty common. When anyone is facing a situation that's unexpected, they often don't know what to do, and they they can panic uh, and think that they they have to find a way out. Sadly, many women look to abortion as the way out, and C CPC's message to women is come in and talk to us and find find out what options you have available to you what resources you didn't know you had within yourself and within your community to make an informed, positive choice. Take the time to think through it in a safe, non-judgmental, non-threatening place like CPC. Um, I've worked with a lot of kids over the years, a lot of young people in my life, and I've heard them talk about their future and their goals. I've heard a lot of things like, when I grow up, I want to be a teacher or a lawyer, or I want to play sports, and I can't wait to get married, and I can't wait to have children, or I can't wait to have a great career. And in all my years of working with kids and youth and, and young ladies, I've never, ever heard someone say, I can't wait to have an abortion. I know that having an abortion is not something that most people want to do, and I know that it comes from a place of desperation and sadness. I hope when people come to CPC, they feel loved and supported and no longer desperate. And a part of the services you provide here uh, are sonograms as well. Is that at each location or, or something? Um, we do offer sonograms at each location by appointment. Uh, people can go on our website, www.cpcforhelp.org, and they can book an appointment online. And we do offer sonography at all of our centers. Why is it important to offer a sonogram service as part of your ministry? It's really important in showing women the truth, exactly how far along they are in their pregnancy, if they're pregnant, you know, if their pregnancy is viable. Uh, it, it really helps in their processing of what their next steps are. It can make a great impact on a, on a woman to choose life. Uh, we know that. We also know that for some women it can be a painful experience if they've experienced abortion in the past and didn't have a sonogram to actually see that, that living baby, and we help them work through that. We are a Christian, non-denominational, um, nonprofit, so we are, we are Christian, but we serve women of all faiths. Mm -hmm. And how do you try to meet the spiritual needs? If a woman is open to a spiritual discussion, we have them. 
Some women can draw great strength from their beliefs, um, but for other other women, it can be a source of stress, especially if they've had an abortion. Uh, we, we do offer Bible study groups for women. Currently, our Buddha Center is running a Spanish-speaking Bible study. Um, and for women who are suffering after an abortion, we recommend uh, Rachel's Vineyard. Uh, we think spiritual health is an important part of total health, so we don't ignore it. And how does the Archdiocese of Baltimore support your work and, and maybe some of the other religious congregations? The Archdiocese of Baltimore has been a, a longtime friend and supporter. I know uh, we had a dear board member, Deacon Monty, who was a great advocate, especially for our new center. And he was instrumental in securing some funds to really get, get things moving with the new center. Archbishop Laurie has been a great contributor to our work. This year, we received a grant from the Archdiocese, from the Catholic Ministries grant, to help us with hiring an additional sonographer for our new center. And many area Catholic churches and Christian congregations, not just the Catholic churches, the Christian congregations and communities have blessed us with the financial support through our baby bottle campaign, um, which is just basically a change drive where churches um, pass out baby bottles and return them full of change and donations. Um, they've hosted baby showers for us, donating hundreds of items to fill our centers with material items needed by our, our families. Um, it's really the whole community that serves these women. We just kind of organize it. Mm -hmm. We are coming from Catholic Charities. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Uh, I uh, I have a degree in social work, and I've spent some time in the foster care system. Uh, in 2014 and 2015, I was the spiritual development coordinator at St. Vincent's Villa. Um, St. Vincent's helps children age 5 to 14 whose community-based interventions were not enough for them. So they reside at St. Vincent's for a time for more individualized um, treatment and therapy. I was responsible for meeting their spiritual needs. I ran several weekly chapel services. Um, I had holiday services for the kids that were in care at St. Vincent's. Um, when I was there, I, I designed programs and used stories from the Bible to introduce God to the children in a loving and protective way. Um, a lot of the kids at St. Vincent's have experienced a lot of trauma and loss in their lives, and some of them had no knowledge of God, and most felt kind of let down by God. So I used specific Bible stories and passages to introduce them to God's love and mercy and protection and to encourage them, and I really enjoyed working there. What are your, some, some of your goals going forward here at the Center for Pregnancy Concerns? Um, some of my goals for CPC uh, would be to have 328 Howard Street open and ready for women this summer. I want it to be a bright light in the city, a shining hope um, to the neighborhood. I, I would like to en enhance our ability to reach young women in that center, um, as well as reach more women in the areas where we currently have centers. And the first place young people go for help these days, for help and information and direction, is the internet. So I would like to enhance our online presence and provide answers to their questions with truth and love. We're talking with Gina Rupert, the newly named leader of the Center for Pregnancy Concerns. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the new center on Howard Street that's coming this summer. For Catholic Baltimore, I'm George Matisek. We'll be back in a moment. Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Fathers Mark Bialek and Andrew DeFusco climbed a ladder to the top of St. John's School in Westminster as the school day began January 28th. They said they wouldn't come down until they reached their goal of raising $8,000 for the school. The priest on the roof stunt, which they hope to make an annual event, 
was part of the festivities for Catholic Schools Week and the school's annual day of giving in which students and staff engage in service projects. The money raised will go to the K-8 Schools Tuition Assistance Program and Science and Technology Engineer and Math Program. The final total reached $13,447. They officially climbed down the ladder at 3.30 p.m. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. Archbishop William E. Lurie joined Monsignor Joseph L. Luca, pastor, and the faith community at St. Louis Parish and School January 26 for a special celebration. The Archbishop dedicated a new bell tower and stopped by a reception hosted by St. Louis School just in time to begin Catholic Schools Week. For more on this story and for other Catholic Schools Week's events, visit catholicreview.org. After 142 years, the Knights of Columbus is pulling down a veil of secrecy that has surrounded its initiation ceremonies in an effort to better showcase the Order's core principles and its drive to help Catholic men become disciples. Since its founding in 1882, the initiation ceremonies for the first three degrees of Knights membership, focused on the principles of charity, unity, and fraternity, have been separate and open to members only. The fourth degree, dedicated to the principle of patriotism, was added later, and this initiation is also secret and for members only. But starting this year, the Knights have adopted a new ceremony that combines the initiation for the first three degrees into a single ceremony that will be open to family, friends, and fellow parishioners. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. As the world mourned the loss of basketball great Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna and seven others killed in a tragic helicopter crash January 26, many recalled how Bryant gave much credit to his Catholic faith for seeing him through the bad times and strengthening his marriage and family. A shooting guard, Bryant was drafted into the NBA at age 17 and played his entire 20-season career with the Los Angeles Lakers. He entered the NBA directly from high school and won five NBA championships. He retired at the end of the 2015-2016 season. On Twitter, Archbishop Jose H. Gomez of Los Angeles said he was sad to hear the news and offered his prayers. Archbishop Gomez told Catholic News Service January 27th that Brian was, quote, a very good Catholic, a faithful Catholic, and recalled meeting the famed basketball player on several occasions. Born in Philadelphia in 1978, Bryant was raised a Catholic and as a youth lived for a while in Italy. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. Pope Francis said remembering the millions of men, women, and children who perished in the Holocaust is a call for the world today to reflect and commit to not repeating the atrocities of the past. Speaking to pilgrims in St. Peter's Square, January 26, the Pope said that in the face of this immense tragedy, this atrocity, indifference is inadmissible and remembering is a duty. International Holocaust Remembrance Day is observed around the world January 27th which marks the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz-Birkenau, a concentration camp in Nazi-occupied Poland. The Pope has also denounced anti-Semitism and violence against Jewish people, including in November, when reports surfaced of an escalation in anti-Semitic violence and vandalism across Europe. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm George Matisek. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, the Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have the Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online 
at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android. And follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. For 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Welcome back to Catholic Baltimore. I'm George Matisek. We've been speaking with Gina Rupert, the newly appointed Executive Director of the Center for Pregnancy Concerns in Baltimore. Gina, the Center for Pregnancy Concerns is just about ready to open a brand new location in downtown Baltimore. It will be located right next to a Planned Parenthood facility on Howard Street. Could you tell us about that project? Sure. Um, This summer we hope to open 328 Howard Street. This location will be directly next door to Planned Parenthood. We will be sharing a wall with their facility. We will be their next door neighbor. About a few years back, I believe it was 2017, there were some men praying outside of Planned Parenthood and they noticed a sign um, that that building, the next door building, was for sale. And they envisioned a pro-life pregnancy center right there where they were praying. The two donors would like to remain anonymous, but they did provide the funds to purchase the building. Um, And that was in 2017, 2018. The building has required extensive work. Um, It's a hundred year old building and it needed a new roof. Um, It needed to be weatherized, it needed to be gutted. Um, and, And we've been working on the building for several years and trying to raise more funds to rebuild the inside and staff it so that we can open and um, have our services located right there in the heart of the city. And what services will you offer there at that location? Um, At that location, we will offer sonography, pregnancy testing, and counseling, peer counseling. And all of those services will be provided at no cost to the clients. Mm -hmm. What's it going to be like being right next to Planned Parenthood, knowing that you you could possibly reach abortion-minded women? We hope that women will consider coming in our door for information on all of their options and resources that are available to them before making any decisions. We hope they'll come in and have a sonogram at no cost to them and hear about 
how we are ready and able to walk with them and help them with our resources. We also want women to know that if they've had an abortion and are suffering, that we would love for them to come in and talk to us because we, we have resources for them too. And a big part of this ministry will be referrals, I understand. What, what kind of referrals will be offered? Um, we want as many friends as possible, and we're networking with other pro-life pregnancy centers and community support organization to have a long list of resources for women. Um, there's many things that impact women and their lives, and unexpected pregnancy is usually not the only stressor. If they're have or, having trouble meeting their basic needs, um, an unexpected pregnancy can seem like a big problem. We're compiling a long list of resources of community-based services that address a woman's physical, emotional, and spiritual needs right alongside our mission. And I know Archbishop Laurie is planning to be there for the dedication and blessing. Is that still on track? We don't have an exact date um, yet. I I don't know if you've ever built anything or had anything (laughs) remodeled in your house. There are a lot of factors that can influence the exact um, completion of the project, but our goal is to have it open this summer. And we're we're thrilled that Archbishop Laurie will be there to help us um, welcome the community. And this will be the second pro-life pregnancy center in the city? Uh, We do have a center at St. Anne's, yes. So that one is located in in the city on 22nd Street. Why is it so important to have a presence in the city? Well, it's important to have a presence in the city because people live in the city, and we want to be where people need us, where families need help, need resources. We want to be a positive influence, a positive light. Um, Sometimes the city, especially our city of Baltimore, you hear a lot in the news about a lot of the negative things that are going on in the city. Well, we want to be one of those positive things going on in the city. We want to reach families, reach women, and and inspire them to make um, good choices, healthy choices for them and for their families. What is your message to a woman right now who is considering an abortion? Uh, My message is reach out, um, come in, Learn about all of your options. You might think that you don't have any options and abortion is the only way out. But come and see us and bring your friend, bring your partner. We care about you and your community cares about you. As I said, um, we've had so many donors and supporters, churches, the archdiocese, businesses, individuals that have supported our work here at CPC. I would really like those women to know that when you reach out to us, there's an entire community reaching back to you, and you're not alone. And how can people learn more about supporting your work? The first thing that we would like to ask people to do is pray. Pray for our work, pray for our staff, our volunteers, and the families that we serve. Um, Please pray for our new location. Pray that our building goes smoothly and we can open on time, and we'll shine God's light to each person we meet. Um, we, We really need prayers. Uh, We also, of course, always need more financial support. Our new center is going to add quite a bit of financial demand, and we are a small nonprofit. Um, If someone would like, they could donate through our website, cpcforhelp.org. You can support our fundraisers. Our upcoming fundraiser will be June 29th. We have a golf event planned. Um, So if, if you like to golf or would like to be a sponsor at our golf event, Um, You can reach out to Gretchen at centerforpregnancyconcerns.org. She can tell you all about our golf event on June 29th at the Maryland Golf and Country Club. We also have a fall event on October 29th. Um, So come to our events and support us. Uh, We're also looking for churches, churches in the city. 
near our new center to walk with us and offer support to families, to be our friend, pray for us. Um, and we and we love volunteers. We love our volunteers. We couldn't do any of this without our volunteers. And our volunteers at our centers help with serving um, our families in various programs. So we have we have lots of ways you can get involved. And we we really need the community to stay supportive so that we can help these families. Gina Rupert, Executive Director of the Center for Pregnancy Concerns in Baltimore. Thanks so much for being here on Catholic Baltimore. Thank you, George. For more information about the Center for Pregnancy Concerns, visit cpcforhelp.org. Again, that address is cpcforhelp.org. The Center also offers a a 24-hour-a-day hotline for anyone who needs help. That phone number is 410-391-3911. Again, that 24-hour-a-day hotline for anyone who needs help is 410-391-3911. For Catholic Baltimore, I'm George Matisek. Thanks for listening. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.com. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Child abuse is not only a crime, it's also a sin. The Archdiocese of Baltimore has long made the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through rigorous training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.